1: And a pleasant
2: good afternoon. It is Thursday and it is prediction day here at Irish Breakdown. And uh, I'm Vince Dario. That's Brian Driscoll. I'm the football analyst. He's the publisher. And it's all at irishbreakdown.com. And apparently See, Vince has
3: been watching Downton Abbey the last couple of days or something with that. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that well, I, I, have been,
2: I have been watching a period piece. Uh, okay. and, that might, and that might be it. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but anyway. Welcome, everyone. It's Thursday, which means we are that much closer to game day. And this, Brian, is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, of course, the first three games were important. They needed to win those games. They needed to be 3-0 and for this game to matter as much as it does. But I think this game has taken on even more significance based on the way Notre Dame has played thus far in the first three games. The fact that they're a seven-point dog. I mean, all of it. You name it. This is a huge game for Notre Dame, and I think it's an opportunity
3: for them to either prove the critics right or prove them wrong. I don't think there's a whole lot of in-between here. No, and and look, this is a game that honestly I wasn't as concerned about this offseason as other games because I still don't think Wisconsin's that good of a football team. And that's the thing that I've kind of has been lost in a lot of this. Is is the lack of context as if like Notre Dame's the only team that hasn't played to its full potential this season, and I don't think Wisconsin's looked like any great shakes in their first two games either. They have a right. loss to Penn State and and obviously a win over a, a, a mediocre Eastern Michigan team. Now they obviously were more convincing in their win over a MAC team than Notre Dame was, but you know it, it is what it is. And and you know, you look at this game, Vince, and you say, look, this is absolutely. I think you nailed it. This is a prove them right or prove them wrong game. I mean, that's essentially what it is from a perception standpoint. But I think from a practical standpoint, this is Notre Dame's opportunity to kind of say, hey, look, we we are the kind of program that e- that we can still beat good teams even when we aren't playing our best football. And, and we're seeing that from Alabama right now. I mean, I don't think Alabama has been lights out the way that people have made them out to be at the beginning of the year. I think the win over Miami is looking a, whole lot different now with Miami barely beating app state and getting smashed at home by michigan state. Yeah. Uh, they blew a big lead against florida. The point being it's early and teams are still developing. So for Notre Dame you have to ask yourself is that who you who you are, you know, is is it, looking at it from Notre Dame's standpoint, is this who we are? Yeah. Or is this sort of the bump in the road for us to get to the team that we're going to be? This is the game where you find that out. You've got, as you said, three games on your belt. We start quarter two now. This is quarter two of the season. This is the defining stretch of this year's football team. This is the defining, stre- defining stretch about whether or not Brian Kelly can get this football team prepared to play to its potential on in every phase of the game. So far, this team hasn't come close to playing to its potential. Does the light go on this weekend and this team finally can put it together for four quarters in all three phases? Or... Is this a team that's going to continue to flash in some areas but never can put it together? They've out-talented and out-athleted their first three opponents. Correct. They can out-athlete Wisconsin, but this is a different animal than what they faced the first three games because this is a team that has the experience, the physicality, and the style of play and the coaching to say, we can negate your athleticism advantage. We can negate your talent advantage and beat you, and Notre Dame has to prove that, no, you can't. And that's really what's at stake this weekend.
2: Yeah, for sure. And uh, so let's let's jump right in, uh, Brian. Let's talk about some matchups to keep an eye on. Um, I'm going to be at the game, so there's going to be some some things that I'm going to be looking for. There's going to be some things that you're going to be looking for. Let's start on Notre Dame's offensive side. So when Notre Dame's offense is on the field against this Wisconsin defense, you and I both said in the stacking up show you know, earlier this week, this is the matchup that's going to decide the game. Um, it's going to be the, 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 Wisconsin defense versus the Notre Dame offense. What happens here? What matchups are you looking forward to? Mine are more general than I think specific just because, you know, I mean, I'll let you go first and then I'll kind of chime in, but I'm sure that you and I are going to be very similar in what we're looking for. College football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Notre Dame tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all college football tickets. TickPick got rid of all of those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee you the best prices on all college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% Of the difference in the purchase price. Notre Dame travels to Chicago to face Wisconsin at Soldier Field this coming Saturday in a top 20 matchup. This should be one heck of a ball game and we're going to see who Notre Dame really is. If you're looking for tickets to that game, make sure you check out TickPick.com because they've got you covered. Just visit TickPick.com slash Irish today and use the promo code Irish to save $10 on your first order
3: of Notre Dame tickets. My first key, Vince, is the right side of the Notre Dame offensive line against the Wisconsin defense and and really whoever they're going to face. Because w- the way that Wisconsin plays, sometimes they're going to be going against the nose, Keanu Benton. Sometimes they're going to be going against Isaiah Mullins and and Matt Henningson, the defensive end. Sometimes it's going to be Nate Herbig coming off the edge uh, as a field blitzer. Sometimes it's going to be Jack Sanborn or Leo Chanel crashing through uh, you know, you know, on on run stunts, that's what a three four defense does, right? And this is what we've talked about with Notre Dame. When you go right. to three downs, it's designed towards allowing you to kind of bring some pressure from different areas. Plus, Wisconsin's smart coaches—they see that Notre Dame has had like almost no ability to pick up any kind of line game at all. I mean, even the most simple stunts, slant, you know, over the top stunts of like you know makes it seem like they're playing the eighty five Bears the way that Notre Dame has failed to right. pick those things up. So they're going to bring those. I think that these two veterans have to set the tone for this offensive line. They have to play better than they did last week. Josh Lug had, I thought, two solid first two games, struggle last week. Kane Madden Absolutely. has really struggled in all three games. They need these two veterans to be on top of their game. They need them to be physical at the point of attack. They need them to be smart and pick up those line games and twists, and they need them to play sound, physical football. Drive your feet through contact. Come off the ball. So – that's the matchup I'm going to watch. If Notre Dame was prepared the way that they need to be prepared, we're going to see it first and foremost by the play of these two linemen. The veterans are going to pick up and receive and carry out that game plan, that preparation more than anyone else. So if these two kids come out, Lug and and uh, and Caden Madden come out, and two veterans, playing, by the way, right? I mean, if they're, if they're playing, if they're playing hard, they're playing physical. They're picking up those Wisconsin line games and getting a push. Then I'm going to feel like okay, this team is ready to go. So that's the first matchup that I'm going to be looking at in this game. No, that's fair. I and I I had I I it was very basic for me.
2: I just had O line versus front seven, and I know that that's really vague. I really, yeah, I get, I get that. But the O line's been bad. Like yeah. I need all five of those guys to step up their game. And I realize Patterson has been good. Right? Tosh got better as the game went on. Okay, but man, I just, I need all five of them to step up. And
3: I again, I know that's vague, but that's the problem right now offensively. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's vague. I think it's, just, you know, I mean, it says it right there. I mean, it's it's what everyone's thinking. Yeah. The reason I went with these two is because it's more looking at it from a tone setting standpoint, but number number one. But number two, and just as important in my opinion, is the fact that you have to have a side of the ball that can establish itself. So if you get into third and one, or you get into a, a must run situation, you got to be able to say, hey, look, okay, let's run behind Cade and Josh. We, we can get this third sure. and one behind Cade sure. and Josh. That should be a strength yeah. of this offensive line. Right, I, I right. Agree. So you look at it and say, well, look, okay, yeah, maybe Tosh is having some issues here. Well, if it's just Tosh struggling or if the left side of the line is struggling, there's things you can do. You can slide your protection that way. Uh, you can boot away from that side. You can boot to that side depending on the struggles they're having. You can put your backs to that side. You can have Jarrett Patterson help to that side. There's things you can do, Vince, as you know, if it's like one or two, you know, young guys that are struggling. But if it's your young guys are having a tough time and your fifth and sixth year seniors are having a tough time, then you're just not going to have success on offense. You know, at least it's your or you're just going to have to do what you did last week, which is, yeah, you're not going to do anything for 90 percent of your plays. You just better hope that on your other 10 percent, you can rip off 20 plus yard gains and get the chunk plays. So that's why I went with these two specific guys because they have to have a side that establishes itself. And if you're, you know, your preseason All American guard that everybody right. told, you know, told us was so great, and your fifth-year senior right tackle can't be that guy with Jarrett Patterson right inside of them. Sure, sure. You know, I, I mean, what what hope is there that this offensive line is going to get turned around? If if your veterans can't get rolling by the fourth game, then then you have to start asking yourself, is this just who they is this just who they are? I I'm about there though. Like I'm about to the point where this is who they are
2: almost like
3: this well, game is going to be game is going to be yeah. about. Yeah, Vince. I mean, you're absolutely right. This, if, if you just get your butt whooped again, this game, then it's just kind of like, okay, this is who you are. It's going to be like right. 2019 where you're just going to play bad until you start – until the competition is so bad that it just doesn't matter.
2: doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, right. But that's – unfortunately, that's not going to be the case for the next few weeks. No. So, yeah. No. Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> no. Uh,
2: my my other one uh, for me is going to be Braden Lindsey and Kevin Austin versus the corners uh, for Wisconsin because, mm-hmm. look, they had bad games last game and nobody can deny that we're not denying that we said it right from the doubt they would deny that right exactly they both need confidence they both need to just play their game they they don't even need to have an amazing game they just need to play their game and I think this offense has a chance to score a bunch of points I I just I, I see Wisconsin devoting a lot of their energy to trying to make the offensive line for Notre Dame look poor uh, and play poor and get into the backfield and hurry Jack Cohn and you know all of that. And I think there's going to be opportunities on the outside for the receivers to make plays. It's the, the big question is, number one, will they make those plays when the opportunity presents itself? And number two, is the ball going to be able to get to them in the right timing because of the offensive line? So, I mean, it all stems back to the offensive line. But Kevin Austin and Braden Lindsey had opportunities against Purdue. I actually like you know, the matchup of Notre Dame versus the Wisconsin secondary better than I liked the matchup between Notre Dame and the Purdue secondary. And they were running loose a lot of the game on last Saturday. So I see that happening again, but can they make the plays when the time comes? That's the big question for me. Uh, you know, can Joe Wilkins make that play across the middle? Yeah. Was it a high pass? It was, I think you still got to catch that, right? So, I mean, they need to make plays when plays need to be made that's what I need to see and I if they if they make half the plays that they missed against Purdue that's a blowout and we're having a different conversation that I don't need them to be superstars I just need them to make plays when they're open so that's going to be a big matchup for me is w- these wide receivers versus the secondary for Wisconsin
3: I I wrote about this Vince in a um um an article that I did kind of first time I'd done it, wanted to just kind of see how it, how it played, but it's, it's called a time to shine. Right. And it's four guys on offense. I put five on defense that have to play well in this game. And Kevin Austin was at the very top of my list. And, and it's twofold. It's a lot of what you said. It's about this matchup, particularly, right. You're going to need a big plays in this game. And, you know, Wisconsin is going to, there's going to be times when you're going to be matched up one-on-one. If, if, you're, if your line can protect, Brayden Lindsay has chances for big plays. Kevin Austin does all that kind of stuff. I think it's even, even more at stake than just this game. I think the way that Kevin Austin played last week, you have to – and Brayden Lindsay, You have to force feed them the ball early, in my opinion, to get their confidence back. Absolutely. You need to find out right now, are they bounced back from this? Or are they kind of still in their heads about it? And if they're still in their heads about it, you need to know in the first two series and then you can figure something else out, right? As opposed to, you know, maybe going a couple quarters, three quarters and still trying to figure it out. They are so important to this victory for those big chunk plays because you're going to need big chunk plays. You need chunk plays, absolutely. You're knocking. I don't care. Look, if the offensive line comes out and balls out, you're not going eight nine plays every series against Wisconsin. They're right. they're they're too good of a defense. You need no. You're going to have some series like that, right? And that's a key, you know, part of its playing field position. Even if you just get a couple first downs and you're punting you the ball and you're
1: whatever. exactly, yeah.
3: you know, you're not going to score sixty on Wisconsin, right? If if everything clicks and their name's not going to win fifty two to nothing, you know, it, it this isn't going to be like the Big Ten championship game in twenty fourteen, right? Uh, what was it fifty nine yeah. to nothing? Ohio State beat them. That's not who this defense is, right? But you can still score 30 plus, right? But also it's about making, it, like you said, Vince, playing that field position battle as well. So if you're just going three and out and four and out and things like that, then you're going to lose that field position battle and, and you're going to put your defense in a bad spot. So uh, that's obviously where the O-line comes into play. But when it comes down to scoring the points that you need to score to win this game in a manner, or just win this game period, you're going to need chunk plays. I think that Chris Tyree and Michael and Kyron Williams can give that, and the Gavory Davis can give that, but they need an outside presence. And that outside presence is Kevin Austin and Brayden Lindsey. Right. So I, I agree with your, your point on that, but I also think there's more at stake for those two than just this particular game. I think there's another matchup, too, Vince, that I want to address before we kind of get onto that. And that is to me, I'm really looking, and, and we actually had some people on our message board talk about this. I want to see how Tommy Reese is able to get his running backs matched up against Jim, Jim, Leonard's linebackers. And so my matchup is more of a Tommy Reese versus Jim Leonard matchup. I like not, that. And it's okay. You know what Jim Leonard's one of the best defensive minds in the game. What can Tommy Reese do to a protect his offensive line and B use his best players against what is a big physical, but not incredibly athletic group of linebackers. If he can figure out ways to get th- those matchups, those isolations, which he's done a pretty decent job with in the first few games, this is one of those games where all of a sudden you've got Jack Sanborn trying to run down the seam with Kyron Williams or Chris Tyree, or you know, or or on a wheel route with one of those guys. That's a matchup that I want to see. And and that's where you can create some big play. So part of the big plays this today, tomorrow Saturday, Vince, is going to be, you know, Kevin Austin playing well. The other part of that is can Tommy Reese pick and sh- can he find those moments where, hey, I know in this situation, on this down and distance, in this formation, we can get them in this defense and we can take a shot. We can do this. Yeah, right. And that's part of that's part of being a great play caller. Yeah. And can he do that? And I thought like the fourth and three, we we broke this down. It was one of our, our – on our premium members' board. It was a video that was only for premium members. But we broke down how crucial that fourth and three play was from a – Timing standpoint, a design standpoint, and just everything about that play was money. Can he have those instances where he was able to get his one of his best players in space against a linebacker? How's he going to be able to do that against Wisconsin? And those are that to me is going to be a big key this game as well.
2: Let's talk about some defensive matchups that we're looking at, Brian. Uh, this is, while I don't know that this is going to decide the game per se, this side of the ball, just like we said in our stacking up feature. Uh, But this is still going to be a very interesting side of things. I think for Notre Dame, if the defense plays really, really well, then they could potentially win the game. I Mm -hmm. I, I just A lot of my prediction, a lot of my keys, it's all predicated on the defense because I have a lot of faith in the defense. So uh, from a matchup standpoint, I'll lead off. My first matchup that I'm going to be looking at uh, is Kyle Hamilton versus Jake Ferguson, the tight end. Um, I I think that if Wisconsin is gonna get their pass game going, it's gonna go through their tight end. And I feel very good about Kyle Hamilton. If that is his responsibility, is taking away the seam, taking away their big man up the middle. I like Notre Dame's chances. I really do. I mean, of course, Kyle Hamilton versus anybody, I like Notre Dame's chances. Uh, but if they can't get him going. I don't think they can get their pass game going. And if you can make Wisconsin one dimensional, yes, that one dimension is very, very it is good. I won't say very, very. It's good. It's who they are. But any team that's one dimensional is a. you'd rather be the defense going up against that. So uh, that's my first matchup to try to limit their pass game, because I think it all kind of starts with Ferguson.
3: I think this is a trench game, Vince, for me. Uh, Notre Dame's got to be able to either win or hold their own in the trenches. If they can just hold their own against Wisconsin on both lines, they'll win the game because they have better athletes. And so that's why I'm going to continue going with the trenches here for me. Uh, my biggest key first and foremost is Jason Adam against the guards. I, I think that, you know, the first thing you say, well, you know, he's 280 pounds. Is he going to be able to hold up inside? And and that's a very legitimate question. But I, I remember watching him against the 365 pound guard at Alabama and just using his technique and using his quickness to just beat Deontay Speed. Brown like yeah. a drum. He did the same thing to Emil Ekior, who are two big guards. And and Wisconsin's got two big guards and two physical guards. They're, you know, 304, 310, but they're big. I mean, they're big, thick country boys. Jason Adam Yola has to be on his game because one of the keys to to slowing down this Wisconsin team, look, they run off tackle encounters and all that stuff, but when you watch this particular version of Wisconsin, they're at their best when they're just running right at you, because they're not a super athletic line. They're they're they're, they're it's just, this isn't a vintage Wisconsin line with multiple future first, second, and third round picks. This is a this has got a couple of those kind of guys maybe, but this is more of a of a of a try hard line. Sure, a big strong try hard kid. I, t-
2: I take that right now.
3: Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. I mean, if you get put this line yeah. with Notre Dame, they'd be killing it because Notre Dame yes. has the skill. Um, Correct. But but the point being is is in this matchup, if Jason had, the, the way to slow them down is to just dump, is to beat them up the middle. And and we talked about it yesterday, force them to make early cuts and all those type of things. Jason Adam to me is the key to that. He's got to be disruptive. He's got to be getting off blocks. He's got to be forcing early cuts and and forcing either spills or cutbacks sooner than they want to. I feel like if he can play his game, number one, it's going to have a big, a big impact on this game. Number two, there's going to be a lot of NFL scouts watching him in this game more than any other because they want to see how he goes up against these big physical linemen. Because
2: he'll always um, be considered undersized, and if correct. he can show that it doesn't matter,
3: this is a perfect game to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, agree. So that's my that's my number one matchup on defense.
2: I'm I'm going to piggyback off that a little bit. Um, I think that this is gonna. This is a huge game for the linebackers for Notre Dame, because I do have a lot of faith in the front four. If they can do their job and allow those linebackers to scrape and be aggressive, look, JD Bertrand has done that all season. Uh, White has done that seventy percent of the season, but he needs to do that for a hundred percent of this game, right? But the, you know, this could be a game where Bo Bauer has a good game. This could be a, a game where you know Kaiser and Pryor. Uh, Have good games. I think the linebackers are going to be put in a position to make plays, but they need to make them. They need to read and react quickly, and they need need to meet the running back at the line of scrimmage, not three, four yards down the field, right? And I I mean, I have faith that they can do that. But and we've seen it in in bits and pieces from all of those guys, uh, but we need to see it from all of them at the same time in the same game for the entire game. Uh, so I, I think a lot of this, a lot of the run game for Wisconsin is going to hinge on the linebacker play. So, uh, you know, I, that's going to be a really important matchup to keep an eye on.
3: Yeah, I I, I have linebackers in, in sort of my – I have the defensive article about players that have to step up. I have Drew White in there. I, I, don't, I don't view it as much as a matchup. It's just they okay. have to play well. That's fair. Uh, just me. I, but I, I get – I don't disagree with anything you just said. Uh, in regards to the importance of the linebackers. The other matchup for me that's important is Cam Hart against Kendrick Pryor and Danny Davis. One of the keys to success in this game is being able to lock down their outside receivers and allow you to then insert more bodies into the box. If you're not having success with your corners shutting these guys down, especially Cam Hart, and especially if he's to the field again, and I don't know if that was just a Purdue thing or if that's you know a permanent move, um, but either way he's a guy that has to be at his best he's been pretty good so far a little up and down but you expect that from a guy that's you know made his first second and third career starts but he's been pretty disruptive has three breakups already you know he's been really good against the run too and that's another area where i think really good he can have some successes if he can be as you know come up fly up you know make some hits but if you can lock down and you could throw Clarence Lewis into this conversation as well just as easily as Cam Hard if they can lock down those corners or those receivers and uh, force the ball kind of back inside in the pass game and limit early down pass attempts. You know, because Wisconsin's not going to just only throw on third down, they're going to try to take some first and 10 shots down the field. If you can force incompletions on those, you're going to have some success. Because the biggest one of the big keys is, and I'm going to have this in, one, in my keys to the game, is you know, early down success is going to be key. Well, one way to do that is when they drop back to throw the ball on first down, don't give them anywhere to go. And I think Cam Hart and Clarence Lewis are going to play a big role in that in their matchup against Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor. Well, I I mentioned in the first two bells (laughs) I got, I had it on mute, and I
2: missed that last one. Uh, I think that, you know, I mentioned in in our stacking up that if I'm the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, I'm I'm putting my corners on an island a little bit this week. And I think this is going to be an opportunity for them to show who they are, whether that's good or bad. I think we're going to get a really good idea of where kind of Clarence Lewis and where Cam Hart are at this point in their development. And, you know, they could take a big step in this game. They, they really could. and I It's one of my keys on defense, actually, uh, is the corners. And we'll, we'll, I'll expound on that a little bit. But this is a great opportunity for them because I think they're, a lot of the game plan is going to be on their shoulders. Because if they – look, Notre Dame can do a great job with the front seven and they can be disrupting things all they want. But if the corners can't do what they need to do, and they can't shut down those receivers, it's not going to matter. Because if they're starting to complete stuff downfield, well, now the front seven can't be as aggressive, and then you're not in your game plan anymore defensively. So, um, I, I think this is a big opportunity for them. I agree. Okay. Ready for some keys to the game. I am so ready for a keys to the yeah. game. Uh, let's let's start on offense. Uh, We always start on offense. That's what we do. Uh, So everybody needs to get used to that. Uh, So offensive (laughs) keys to the game. (laughs) Offensive keys to the game. Uh, I'll start with the first one, Brian. And, you know, we kind of talked about it already, but it's chunk plays. I think I think offensively they need to hit their chunk plays. I don't think this offense has it in them to have multiple double-digit drive plays in them or double-digit play drives in them. If they do, this game I don't think is going to be all that close, to be honest with you. I think they're going to need those big chunk plays. And they have the ability to get those big chunk plays from the quarterback's arm to the wide receivers to the skill position, all of it. But they have to hit them, and they have to complete them. That's huge. They're not going to win without a few chunk plays. So that's my first key,
3: Brian. I don't know if anyone can do that against... Wisconsin. That's I mean, you go back and look at Alabama when Alabama played Wisconsin in 2015. They beat them 35 to 17. Uh, Alabama had touchdown runs of 43, uh, 56 yards. They had you know a two. They had two. They only had really two long drive for touchdown drives in that game that were sustained drives. They had a six play 90 yard drive, which resulted in a 37 yard touchdown run, and they had a eight play 88 yard drive. You know, their next touchdown drive was two plays and 56 yards. It was a 56-yard touchdown. Uh, They had a three-play, 27-yard drive that came on a 43-yard run because they lost some yards off penalty. So I think it's kind of what everybody has to do against Wisconsin. It's just not a defense that you're going to consistently just go up and down the field, as you mentioned. And so, yes, my number one key was big plays, but I'm going to add a little bit more to that. You need them early. That I, I wrote down big plays early because I okay. think early on you need some big plays, whether it's whether it, it it's those putting doubt in their mind moments, right? It's sure it's that big run from Tyree or Kyron, it's that big play over the top to Austin or Lindsay, it's Michael Mayer up the seam for a big play. It's it's a big long catch and run from Lindsay or or Avery. You need a couple of those early to tell Wisconsin, like, hey. You're gonna to have to do something different. You get them out of their game. Sure. Get them. Hey, you want to keep bringing those pressures? That's okay. We just hit a crossing route behind you, and our guy ran for 40 yards. You know what I mean? Or you brought this blitz up the middle. We sunk, swung Chris Tyree out to the field. We had you outnumbered. He caught the ball. We made our blocks, and he ran for 50 yards. Right? Yeah. Or yeah, you know, whatever the case may be. If you get those big plays early, it's gonna it's gonna get them on their heels. But the other part of it too is. Those big plays early are going to lead to points early, and I think if you a key to this game is jumping on Wisconsin early. I think that's always been a key to success for teams. Is don't let Wisconsin hang around to where their possessions matter. The early, the sure. sooner you can get them into a situation where their ball control becomes a hindrance to their ability to win, is you're, you're you're setting yourself up for success. Now if if it if it can be that way the whole game where the ball control works for them. You're playing right into their hands, but if you can get right. them down a couple of scores early, then you're in a situation where it's, hey, our success now has taken them out of their game on offense. That's right where Notre Dame wants to be. Well, and this
2: is this is considered a Wisconsin home game too, so I wouldn't be upset if they're taking the crowd out of the game a little bit as well. I I have a feeling that Wisconsin is going to travel pretty well, and you know it's it's their home it's their home game, so why why would they not? have a rowdy crowd and if i know if you're at camp randall that's a different conversation but you know they're gonna play jump around they're gonna do all those different things that they normally do at a home game so take the crowd out of it early if notre dame has the opportunity to take the ball first they're gonna do it we know that that's brian kelly's thing
3: and 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 i i get asked this almost every week like i literally get asked this question by somebody on twitter every week and it's fine i'm not complaining about it but it's do you agree with them taking the ball first? And I'm like, yeah, I have no yeah. problem. I th- yeah, I would. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be up seven nothing than down seven nothing after the first series. No doubt. Uh, so uh, I, I don't I want think my the defense to yeah. with the lead. That, I don't yes, a- yes. I don't think the crowd's gonna be quite as big of an impact in this one because it is the because it's a neutral field game, it's gonna be a 50-50-ish type of game. Uh, but I, I I think I think that if you can get your because look just read our chats. There's not a lot of confidence in Notre Dame in this game. No, and and the, the sooner you can get your crowd thinking like, okay, we got this, and you can get their crowd thinking, uh oh, we've awoken the sleeping giant. You know that that to me is where you want to be. So uh, I, I'm I'm yeah, I think early success is key. Obviously, I love that. I that for me,
2: can I I, I just want to say that scoring early is my key for every game moving forward because that's how I think this yeah. offense can be yeah. you know effective and this this team
3: can be effective. I mean, I think there are certain things you can say well you can you know put that in every game, you know, hey if you sack the quarterback 10 times every game, you're going to win, right? <laughs> sure. The reason I think it's it's notable even more so in this game is because of the style of play that Alabama run. If you get up on on Oklahoma 14 nothing, they can tie the game up in 5 minutes. Yeah. Right. That's my that's the difference. Sure. Wisconsin on, doesn't have that. No. offense.
2: It's like getting up on Navy.
3: Yes, it's going to take and them 15 minutes to tie the game right. up. That's right. where that
2: parallel is absolutely appropriate from Brian Kelly. I mean, it is their offense is not built to come back
3: uh, from a double digit right deficit. It's just not especially I mean, if you it, can get that defense on its heels. That's right. the big thing for me. That's yeah. why big plays are the key early. Now, I will not complain if Notre Dame's first two drives are 12-yard drives to punch it in the end zone. You will not hear me complain. Uh, so I'm not saying I don't want that. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. I'm just saying I don't think they can do that. I think big plays are going to be the key to those to those early scores. And so that's why I say big plays early are going to be the key. What's your second key to the success, Vince? You've got to do your best to keep Jack Cohn upright whether that's
2: moving the pocket, whether that's just blocking better in pass pro, you know, whether that's getting him out of the pocket on some boot stuff, whatever the case may be, the longer he's upright and has his eyes downfield, the better this offense is going to be. And I know that sounds generic. Of course, having the quarterback upright is where you want to be. But Jack Cohn, when he is at his best specifically, is when he can just go through his reads, find the open man, and get the ball out. It's when he gets rushed and it's when he has to go to his first read, et cetera, that's not who he is, and he's not going to be as effective doing that. And so whatever you have to do, whether it's scheme, whether it's being more fundamentally sound, whatever it is, you need to keep Jack Cone upright. You have to. And if you do, I really like Notre Dame's chances offensively to put points on the board. I really do, because he's going to find – one of those skill guys whether Mm -hmm. it's a running back out of the backfield whether it's a wide receiver on a crossing route whether it's a wide receiver beating a guy deep whatever the case may be or even even Michael Mayer because of course they're going to try to take him out of the game Uh, whatever it is he's
3: going to find the open man and so you have to keep him upright so that he has the ability to do that and I'm going to add on to that too I think even if the pressure is coming Jack's got to be more poised than he was the last couple games sure in, in the face of pressure he has to understand like. Now part of that scheme, you know, hey, if we're going to give up pressures and we need to we need to design more plays that give him quicker routes to get the ball out. That's not on Jack Cohn. That's not about being poised. Sure. That's about, you know, understanding who you are and scheming him up. But he's got to handle that stuff a little bit better. And, and what I mean by that is I'm not saying he has to somehow, you know, get out and scramble and run if there's three guys in his face. What I'm referring to is when you do get those chances, you can't rush those throws and miss like you did last week when you do have time. And, and, you know, that's what I mean by poised is when those there's going to be three. It's like we talked about this about Trevor Lawrence in the 2018 Cotton Bowl. Notre Dame's defensive line harassed Trevor Lawrence the whole game. There's only about five plays that I can remember him having a clean pocket. But, you know, he did on all five, about four or five of those plays. <laughs> he hit big throws, right? And, and that's my thing is what yeah. are we saying about last week's game? What was it? Ten to three at halftime, right? Mm-hmm. What are we saying about last week's game if Jack doesn't rush and miss Kevin Austin on that deep route or Joe Wilkins on that end cut, right? Now you say, okay, yeah. Kevin, you know, got jammed up and Joe should have laid out. Okay, but but that's true. But I'm always still going to look to the quarterback first. You got to put that ball on them. You rush those throws because you were concerned about the pressure. That's where I'm coming from with Jack. When those opportunities come, you can't miss Sure. You can't miss. And that ties into my first point, which is those big, big early plays. My second key, Vince, is I want to see Notre Dame spread Wisconsin out. I want to see you force them to make decisions about how they're going to play you. And of course, that if you're spreading them out, the offensive line is going to have to play well because they're not going to have as much help. But I want to see them spread Wisconsin out and try to create more creases. That's how I think you can use your speed to your advantage is to put more Wisconsin defenders in space, put them in more ISOs, and in those matchups, I think, is where they can have some success. Notre Dame has a huge advantage on the outside, in, in my opinion,
2: because the Wisconsin's linebackers, while they are very good in the box, they're not great outside the box trying to tackle in space and, and all of that. Notre Dame has a huge advantage if they can get the ball to the outside, and that kind of goes right into my third key, Brian, so I'm just going to jump right into it. It's that the running backs need to be multiple. Right, and they've done a good job of that. Look, Chris Tyree and Kyron Williams are, the, are second and third receivers, are you know so far in receptions. They're they're doing that, right? But they need to continue to do that. They need mm-hmm. to find creative ways to continue to do that. You know, even something as simple as flare outs. Just get them outside, get them the ball in space while they're already running. You know what I mean? I I love Chris Tyree or or Kyron Williams catching the ball. You know, out, out in the flat and going. You know what I mean? I'm all for that, right? So, the the running backs just need to be multiple, whether it's having both of them in at the same time, putting one in the slot, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm not saying abandon the run game, I'm saying be multiple. You need to use their receiving ability.
3: But it's what we talked about yesterday, Vince. You have to reverse engineer your offense. Right. Use your backs in the pass game to hopefully create opportunities for them to g- have gash plays in the run game. I think if Notre Dame comes out and stubbornly says, we j- we've we got to run the ball, we've got to right. run the ball, yeah. we've got to run the ball. You're going to lose. Then they're going to not have success. No, I agree. Uh, they have to say, hey, look, this is who we are right now. How can we build around that? You know, We've got these two great backs that have literally hit home runs in every game we've played, Right. Uh, how do we take advantage of that and continue to build around that? And then, if you're having the perimeter success, that then opens up some of those creases inside. You know, if you if you're able to hit a couple of those swing passes or a wheel route or something like that, all of a sudden you're free releasing Chris Tyree on a wheel route as you're also coming behind with Kyron Williams on a handoff. You know, well, that puts them in some some really interesting RPO situations. And Notre Dame's run a decent amount of RPOs this year. I've been very pleased sure. by that. Sure. You know, now get a little bit more creative with those with your two backs. Those are things that I want to see from this. And then my my third key, Vince, is about as, about as general as it can be, but it's going to be so important. Be physical. Yeah. And I'm talking at every single position. I'm talking about receivers just whooping – the Wisconsin deep. I mean, you're you're in for a a 12-round fight at every position. You've got to be ready for it. You've got to mentally be ready yeah. for it. Technique wise. Wisconsin's gonna bring it.
1: Yeah. And, you have to respond. and they're,
3: they're gonna watch the receivers last week and they're gonna be like, man, did you see Purdue getting in those guys' heads? All right. Notre Dame's gotta be prepared for that fight. And they've got to bring it in the run game. They got to be physical and and off the line. They got to be physical in their routes. They got to be physical in the ball's in the air. The offensive line has to be physical. The backs have to be physical. It's gonna be a physical game. You've got to match Wisconsin's physicality and intensity. If you can do that, there's an even greater chance that you're gonna win this game. Because look, if the offensive line still has some technical mistakes, they're you know, which I expect that they're gonna have, they're still they're gonna give up negatives. But if they can still be physical, there's gonna be seven or eight run blocks a game where they're just physical and they keep get a body on a body, and that's where you're that's where, I mean. I, I said this in a show, Vince, and I want to know if you agree with me. I've seen probably five or six clean blocked run games all year by Notre Dame. That's about it. And two of those have gone for forty-plus yard touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. think about that. Right. You know, I mean, so a little more uh, in This game is going to be no different. Takes off. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Just get a body on a body and right. and, and just be physical. And with you've it. got good enough guys behind you that they oh, can gosh, make plays yes. if you give them a crease. That's a absolutely. Thing. Just so be physical is the big one for me. Yeah. So let's go defense, Vince. What's your first defensive it. key? So, so my first defensive key kind of
2: goes along with one of my matchups. Kyle Hamilton needs to be an All-American. And, I mean, he has been. Don't get me wrong. he He's playing at a very high level. But I want to see him continue that. And so that what that right. means is shutting down Ferguson at, at the tight end. It means playing center field, not allowing the play action, right? But it also means coming down and supporting in the run. Again, all things that he's shown that he can do, just needs to continue doing it. He needs to be one of the leaders on that defense, which he is. Um, but all Americans play like all Americans in big games. And this is the first big game of the season. And this is going to be a big test because you don't want to get caught with your eyes in the backfield. Because I know he wants to make a big hit, and I respect that. That's awesome. But don't be coming downhill and then ha- then getting it thrown over your head, right? Yeah. Uh, that cannot happen. That happened too many times to Wisconsin's safeties against Penn State. That can't happen to Notre Dame safety against Wisconsin. So All-Americans got to play like an All-American. That That's my first defensive key.
3: So I, w- I want to bring up a super chat to kind of lead into my some of my, my points here, Vince. And that's from Jay. Jay, thank you for the super chat. He goes, I kind of like Indy being the underdog in this game. Now go out and play with a chip on your shoulder. Show pride and execute at the level we believe this team is capable of. And he's absolutely right. And I... You know, we've heard a lot of comments. I told people uh, at the tailgate last week, and and Vince, you and I talked about this before last week's game, that the defense had a a chippy practice last week because they heard the criticisms of their coach and they didn't like it. I'm hoping that the offense does the same thing when it comes to their offensive line coach and receivers coaches. They sure. get so mad at us that we talk bad about their coaches that they just come out and play great football. That's fine, whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it uh, takes. <laughs> but but this is something that I think that this defense is, is – th- they're looking at this game saying people don't think we have a chance. We're a touchdown underdog. I think this is the side of the ball where that attitude is going to have to be most prominent and it's got to lead into he talked about executing well. So I mean, there's the, these aren't going to be keys to the game. These are just givens. You got to yeah. tackle well, you got to be assignment sound. I'm not going to set the, put those as keys because those are givens, but I think that that is the tone. This right here is kind of the tone behind which I have a lot of my keys. And that's why we held off putting this super chat up because I really lo- liked it kind of fitting into my keys. Because my keys are all about just like about a mentality. Vince and and a mentality of of disruption and that's what this defense is all about and so that's why my first key is going to really come down to early down success. First down success, which means tackles for loss, which means gains of nothing, which means incompletions, which means getting in the quarterback's face, which means if you can win, if you can dominate first down, you will dominate Wisconsin.
2: Absolutely. They're not built for
3: being behind the chains.
2: They are not built for that at
3: all. And so to me, that's a key. And then then that is obviously tackling and assignment correctness, but that is playing with an attitude of I'm going to whip you you can put three tight ends in the field. That's fine because this guy can't block me. That guy can't block him. That guy can't block him, and we're coming at you. And I think first, I think Notre Dame needs to be very good on first down, especially early in the game. For the same reason, about. The, the sooner you can get Wisconsin out of their game, the better because this is not a team that plays off schedule very well. What's your key number two, Vince?
2: My 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 second key is the front four needs to have their best game of the season up to this point. Um, they 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 need to occupy the offensive line for Wisconsin and not let them get to the second level. Yeah, they also need to get in the backfield, right? They need to be able to rush the passer. They need to be that able. To right be the there is how line. you how you occupy them.
3: Yes, absolutely correct. You got to get their line. Their line has to turn their hips. Yes, if they're staying square yeah. to the line, they will get to the second level. You've got to Right.
2: And if they get to the second level, they're going to have a lot of success. They just are yep. because you know, linebackers can get off blocks, they can do things, but it's going to be too late. And and so I want I need my linebackers if I'm the defensive coordinator, I need my linebackers running free. And that will be a key to this game. If linebackers can run free, they're going to be dangerous. And this all this defensive front for Notre Dame can be dangerous. We've mm-hmm. seen it. And they need to continue that. They need to take a step up, a step in the right direction here, and just not allow those guys to get to the second level. If they do that, I see a lot of success from Notre Dame defensively.
3: To your point, Vince, this isn't one of my keys, but I'm going to make this point. We're going to know if they're being successful, in, in your second key is going to be determined by how many tackles Kyle Hamilton has. If Kyle Hamilton is racking up a lot of tackles, the odds are that they are dominating Notre Dame in the trenches right and they're having to bring Kyle Hamilton down to make a bunch of you know second and third level tackles if the say it, that's I, I 100% believe that because that means the linebackers are getting eaten up and those type of things if the defensive line is doing what it needs to do then JD Bertrand and the Mike linebacker positions the two of them com, will combine for double digit tackles absolutely and if the linebackers are making a lot of tackles in this game that's right where Notre Dame wants to be no in my question. opinion because that means they're getting off blocks. They're not – because, hey, look, if these guards get up to the second level against Notre Dame, they're going to eat – I mean, Drew White's going to get eaten up. We saw it against Alabama last year. It, 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 when, if, he's not, if he's not able to run free, he's going to struggle. Uh, he he they, they have to be able to keep those guys occupied and let the linebackers play hard downhill. Now, that also plays into Marcus Freeman. You don't just let your linebacker sit back and take on guards all game.
2: Them. you got to activate right. those guys. Absolutely. Right.
3: My number two key, Vince, is edge edge success. So it's kind of along the lines that you talked about, but I'm going to focus more on the edge, and, and it's twofold. Number one is Myron Tong of Mosa has to be dynamic, taking on setting the edge. They're going to counter, they're going to pull, they're going to run power. They're going to they're going to do kickouts and wraps and all this different kind of you know misdirection stuff. It's it's technically misdirection the way Wisconsin runs it. It's more downhill. He's got to be good taking the setting the edge. He's got to be physical. He's got to be assignment sound. That means when he's supposed to spill outside, he's got to come on and wrong arm and take the right angle and spill outside and let your athletes run. When it means setting the edge and forcing that guy back inside, he's got to do it aggressively and meet those guys in the hole. Don't wait for them and then try to catch and – Well, technically you set the edge, but you let them set the edge where they wanted to set the edge. You've got to dictate the tempo, the terms to them, right? So I think that's a big key for him. And then Isaiah Foskey has to dominate on the edge, especially when they pass the football. That's where where Adam Miola comes into the mix, and it's where Isaiah Foskey comes into the mix. He's got three sacks in, in three games. He's been good. They need him to really be disruptive in this game, and that's going to tie into my third point, Vince. So I'm going to bring in my third point because they kind of go together. You got to rattle Graham Mertz, yes, and I, and I think the edge success is going to be a big part of that. You've got Adam' has got to be in his face. They got to be breaking up his passes. But it comes down to at the end of the day, if he's looking over his shoulder for Isaiah Fosky every time the ball snapped, then then you know because you look, Marcus Freeman is going to dial up some pressures that are going to rattle Graham Mertz and all that, and that's all great. But you got to be careful with the, the, too many of those because if you miss that that zone plays cutting back and there's nobody there.
1: I, yeah, right. I, just,
2: I, I just I I love the rattling Graham Mertz thing because I think he's gonna he's prone to mistakes when he gets rattled, big time mistakes, and I I think that if you can do that, it's gonna play right into the hands of the Notre Dame defense. I yeah. I, I
3: love that.
2: I love that.
3: If you get him off his game, that's where the incompletions come. Plus, yeah. I think it's going to force – because I've seen – I'm like against Penn State, you know, he got in trouble and he just throws the ball out of bounds. It's like seven yards behind the line. I mean, not even close to being out of the pocket, not even close to the line because he just was like, I just need to get rid of the ball. Yeah, right. And and I think Notre Dame has a better front than Penn State. They have to come out and they have to pin their ears back and say we are going to attack you. We're going to beat you up front an entire game. And, um, you know, that's that's where – um. That's where I'm at. It's, yeah. It's it, it, it. That's my final key. What's your final key?
2: My final key, uh, and I, I alluded to it when we were talking about the defensive matchups, but I have written down here: it's time for Hart and Lewis to grow up. Right? Yeah. I, I think this is a big game for them to show that they're dudes, that they're they're starters that can be counted on. In this defense, because again, I'm putting a lot of pressure on those guys so that I can put pressure on the run game need you to be on an island. Yeah, doing damage so we can put more bodies to the run. Game. Absolutely. And this is this is game four for Cam Hart and it's game. I don't know if I had to guess probably 10 ish for Clarence Lewis, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, As a starter, it's time for you young pups to grow up a little bit. You're not sophomores anymore. You're not red shirt, you know, whatever whatever classification they are. You're not that anymore. Right. You have to play like a senior. You got to play like an upperclassman. So I think this is a great opportunity for them to grow up and it's it's we're going to find out either way, I think what these two are made of at least right now in this game because I think there's going to be some pressure put on them. So
3: I I I think they can do it, but it's time for them to grow up. Before we get to the predictions, Vince, I do have a couple super chats I want to get Please. to. Uh, Johnny Jimenez says, uh, "Lug's interview about fundamentals, good, right? I don't care what p- people say in interviews. I, I don't. Me. I mean, you can you can focus on what Brian Kelly says or Jeff Quinn says or Nick. I don't care. It's got to see it on the field. Now, to his point, if if what Josh Lugg says is what we see on Saturday, yeah, it's great. It's great. They're going to play fundamentally sound football." It, and if they play fundamentally sound football, this line will do well because there is talent here. You know, this whole notion, oh, they don't have the talent they used to. Yeah, Nonsense.
1: They do. They have
3: talent. do they Do they have the talent of the 2015 line or the 2017 line? No, there's no Quentin Nelson here. There's no Mike McGlinchey here right now, at least not yet, because Tosh Baker's not that guy right now. He's just a, right. He's I a freshman. freshman. He, I mean, right, uh, yeah, so, exactly. You know, but Jared Patterson's a guy that that is a, can, is a highly ranked guy and, and Zeke Crow's talented and, and Josh Lug has some ability and all those type of things. It's talented enough to be a good offensive line. And that's all we need them to be. That's what we've talked about all offseason. Just be good. You know what I mean? Just be average. Just average. if they play average against want. Wisconsin, this team's going to have some success. Yeah. So um, be, be yeah. five try hard guys. Yeah. I, I'm good don't, with that. Yeah. I love that phrase. I never <laughs> heard that before. Uh, be five try hard guys. I love it. Um, so I don't really care about the interview. I, I, I care if we see it. I care about seeing it on Saturday. If we see it on Saturday, great. Yeah. If we don't, then the interview means absolutely nothing. Thanks for the Pat- super chat though, yes. Johnny. Patrick Appreciate Barnes it. with a super chat. Thank you, Patrick, Thanks, very Patrick. much for that. Thanks for another great podcast while I work. Is it just me? as Reese seem to call very few plays utilizing the middle of the field? Most routes seem vertical and on the perimeter to me. I agree. We haven't seen a lot of seam routes. We haven't seen a banging up backside seam. We haven't seen a lot of You know, we've seen a little bit of it, but a lot of their high lows have been kind of hash and out as, you know, not a lot of the interior stuff. So, yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. I think a lot of it has been perimeter oriented and I would like to see
1: a little bit more
2: in my head. Here's what I'm thinking, man. He's been holding it all back for Wisconsin.
3: (laughs) Holding it all back. Hope you're right. (laughs) Hope you're right. (laughs) Rick Doyle with a super chat, thank you, Rick. Off topic, Thanks, Rick. I love Brian Kelly, but what do you guys think of Tommy being the head coach? What about Freeman? He's going to be head coach somewhere, Reese Freeman or Pass. Uh, right now, Rick, I'm I'm just worried about beating Wisconsin, and and you know, to me, how this season goes is going to determine if either one of these guys are capable of of being head coaches at Notre Dame, sure. how they handle developing this team and growing this team. I think Tom Reese is going to be head coach somewhere someday. There's no doubt in my mind. Yes. But he's 28, 29 years old. Let's give him a little bit of time to develop that. And as I've said all offseason before people turned on Marcus Freeman, you know, we were saying, how about we let him coach some games first, right? This is a great opportunity for him to show his chops. But right now, Brian Kelly's the head coach. I don't see Brian Kelly going anywhere unless he leads his team to a national championship this year. Uh, which uh, right now I'm just again I'm worried about Wisconsin not <laughs> not, not. not that so uh, I'm not no no disrespect to your question Rick I appreciate it and I appreciate the super chat I just I got to see how this season plays out I mean if they end up going eight and four then uh, is there anybody on the staff that right now we should be promoting to be the head coach at Notre Dame I don't think so. Uh, we need to see how these guys get this team playing it to its potential because there are not four more talented teams on the schedule than Notre Dame. There's just not. Right. It's about whether or not they can push the right buttons. If they push the right buttons, then we can kind of have that conversation, in my opinion. So those those are the super chats, Vince. Hey, look, so, I, I'll make a quick
2: comment about yeah. this. I think they're both going to be head coaches someday, uh, whether they're going to be at Notre Dame or not you know, remains to be seen. We don't know how long Brian Kelly is going to stick around. We, you know, there's there's so there's too many unknowns to the whole situation. And do I like both of those guys? Yeah. Would I be upset if either one of those guys someday became the head coach at Notre Dame? Probably not, unless it's in the next couple years for Tommy. I don't know that he's right. quite ready to be the head coach at Notre Dame at 30. I think that would be a little ridiculous. And I know I'm – harping on the age and age is just a number but it's experience you need, though you okay. need more experience yes. than that to be the head coach at notre dame yes okay notre dame i would much rather see him go be the head coach someplace else for a little while then come back to notre dame unless he's going to be the offensive coordinator
3: at notre dame for the next 10 years right and then or we get eight years and yeah. marcus Freeman does a great job leads him to right titles and leaves to the nfl right right or something like that and then tommy right. takes over fine exactly okay cool exactly.
2: Yes, uh, that's exactly where I'm at with this. Yeah, I think Freeman is a lot closer to being a head coach. But again, let him coach this year and let's see what happens, right? right? right. I, I wonder if everybody's going to be singing the same tune by the end of the year. We'll see. Maybe. Yes. No, I don't know. So anyway, I, I like both those guys. It's just, it's not time yet. Let's do it. Okay. Prediction time, Brian. It is that time. Uh, we have, you kind of caught me off guard this morning when you asked me for my prediction a few hours ago. And uh, I wasn't quite re- – like, it, this has been the toughest one for me up to this point to come up with an actual number. Like, I feel like I know how this game is going to go in my head, but to actually come up with a number was difficult for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have I a lot made of confidence. You, I made you <laughs> make that <laughs> decision earlier. Yes, yes, you did. You made me make the decision. So I did, and I'm going to stick with it. I like my decision. I hope it plays out this way. But the way I see things going – I have a as I've said all week, I have a lot of faith in Notre Dame's defense. I have a lot of faith in what Marcus Freeman has done the first 3 weeks. They have gotten better every single week and everything that Brian and I have asked Marcus Freeman, obviously not directly, but everything that we have asked him to fix, he's fixed every week, right? Now, there's still room for improvement. There's always going to be room for improvement, okay? Unless they hold teams to like negative passing and negative rushing yards and, you know, shut everybody out, right? There's always going to be room for improvement but he has addressed the major issues that we saw each week and that tells me a lot uh and i like the personnel that Notre Dame has on defense i like this particular matchup of Notre Dame's defense versus Wisconsin's offense i like the matchup okay so i don't think Wisconsin's going to score a ton of points i really don't somebody in the chat i think it was Tommy Guns but i'm not 100% sure said that Wisconsin's field goal kicker is going to be the player of the game Uh, that's great as long as he's not kicking a game winner. But I think Notre Dame keeps Wisconsin out of the end zone an awful lot. I really do. And possessions are going to be at a premium. You can't let Wisconsin get in the end zone, right? So he has a good point. Maybe that will happen. Um, and And on the other side, it's going to be chunk plays for Notre Dame. I think that they get two or three big chunk plays that lead to scores. And I think, honestly, I think that's enough to win this game because of the defense. That's where my prediction comes from. 27-17, Notre Dame is my prediction. I think they get a double-digit win.
3: I I was a little surprised. Actually, To, to for full disclosure, Vince's original score was even more convincing of that. Uh, his original score was 27-13, but it was, it was like, wait a minute. That's the same score as last week. Yeah, no, I know. I realized that after different. I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everything I said about last week's game, I, I went a, away from what I normally do. And I went with my gut instead of looking at the data and the fact that Notre Dame hadn't been a complete team yet. And, and you know, went with a more convincing win. I went with 45 to 20. It was 27-13. And I look and I say, Boy, hey, if they would have done this, if, if Jack hits if Austin or Wilkins, if Braden doesn't drop that pass, it would have been a more convincing game. And the reality is, is there's still too many woulda, coulda, shoulda's for Notre Dame. So looking at the data, looking at what Notre Dame has done the first three games, this is my score, 24-19 Notre Dame, because I think Wisconsin is going to move the ball and Notre Dame is going to hold them to a lot of field goals. So, I mean, in this situation, I see Wisconsin kicking four field goals, scoring one touchdown. Notre Dame getting more touchdowns in their, in their possessions than, than Wisconsin does. And I think that's going to be the key to the game. So I, I'm going with a, a lower scoring game than I would have picked three weeks ago. Sure. Just because of what we've seen. I've, I'm have i at the point now, Vince, where I'm not going to do any more predicting of what I think they're going to do that we haven't seen yet. Because I just, they've got to show me now, right? And And for the last two games, I kind of felt like, okay, this is the week it starts to click. Right. And it just hasn't clicked yet because of the play of the offensive line for Notre Dame. So for me, I'm going to go with basically a prediction based on what we've seen. Now, the reason I still go with a Notre Dame win is because I watch Wisconsin play, and this isn't a vintage Wisconsin team. I'm sorry. It's not. Could Wisconsin win by 10? Sure, I guess. You know, Anything can happen. But I just don't see how anyone could look at Wisconsin and what they've been the last four years and say that they're going to be a touchdown favorite over Notre Dame. I, I don't get it. I read an article, I think it was on ESPN, which was my first mistake. And it talked about, it's like, you know, this isn't your typical Wisconsin team. And I'm like, if this isn't your typical Wisconsin team, the Notre Dame should win by 30. Right. Because, again, what has Wisconsin done the last three years? Eight and five, ten and four, four and three, and now they're one and one. So what is a vintage Wisconsin team? Right. Russell, it's like that old expression, you know, Danny, you know, Larry Bird ain't walking through that door. Hey, you know what? Russell Wilson's not walking through that door.
2: Jack Cohn's you know not walking game? through that door, J. J. at least Watts not a red not, one. Well,
3: yes, J.J. <laughs> Watt's not walking through that door. Jonathan Taylor's not walking through that door. This is a good Wisconsin team, a Wisconsin team capable of beating Notre Dame if Notre Dame does not, turns the ball over and misses opportunities. But this is not a, a Wisconsin team that Notre Dame should lose to. I have Notre Dame playing a very sloppy game again, but the big plays are ultimately going to be what yeah. allowed Notre Dame to be successful. I think that they're going to have a touchdown – that's going to be set up by a short Notre Dame field uh, because of – or Notre Dame's going to have, a, 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 to me, going to have a touchdown set up by a short field uh, or a score but by the defense. I think the defense is going to make some big plays in this game. Uh, but, um, you know, I just – I need to see them – I need to see them come out and, and put it together before I can predict it. Now, I will say this, Vince. If we see the keys to the game we talk about, physical sure. – Offensive line plays a solid game. Uh, Kevin Austin and Brayden Lindsey mentally bounce back. Defense is disruptive and those type of things. Notre Dame has the potential to make this a convincing win. Oh, yeah. I will not be shocked if Notre Dame convincingly beats Wisconsin. But I went with my gut last week instead of the analysis, and I was way off on my prediction. This week I'm going to go with the analysis and tell you what my gut is. But but prediction-wise, I'm going to go here. Because what I have learned is that everybody kind of tends to ignore what you say and just looks at what your score prediction (laughs) is. Right, right. And so that's my score prediction is right here. But I'm telling you, if Notre Dame makes a jump on offense, especially up front, they will score on Wisconsin. They will rip off big plays against Wisconsin, and they will bury Wisconsin. I don't think this is a good Wisconsin team. But neither was Purdue. Neither was Toledo. And neither right. was Florida State. Exactly, and so this is this game is not about Wisconsin to me. I don't care about Wisconsin. Th- this is this to me is going to be a four loss team at least by the end of the year, in my opinion. They've already got one. They're going to catch at least you know again, assuming Notre Dame beats them. This is not a great Wisconsin team. Notre Dame should smack them, and they're capable of smacking them. But I just need to see them do it before I can start predicting it. In my sure. Opinion. Absolutely. So that's that's where I'm at with um, that's where I'm at with my prediction. So I went with a lower scoring game. I could easily see it. I mean, there, I'm seeing. I'm shocked at some of these predictions that we're seeing from Notre Dame fans, uh, like by Paul, and Ant, because it's like a lot more optimistic than maybe we should be based on what we've seen. But I think they see what we see, Vince, which is Notre Dame's eventually going to. There's there's going to come a game this season when it just it clicks. And it may not be clicks, and then they're off to the race of the rush. It may just be one game. Right. It just may be that day, and then the next week they go out and and scuffle a lot more. But I just feel like if this is the game where Notre Dame clicks, Wisconsin does not have a chance to match up with Notre Dame athletically. No chance. Exactly. Exactly. And and so if this is a stalemate in the trenches, Notre Dame will win this game going away. If Notre Dame wins in the trenches, it will be a – a massacre. A, yes, I mean it just will yes. be. I, I'm sorry, yes. it will be. And
2: look, the the biggest key is Notre Dame's got to get up early. If they get up early, yeah. they win this game. I'm telling you that Wisconsin's not built to come back. And this defense, I believe, is at the point where they're not going to allow Wisconsin to come back. So yeah, I, I, I did want to bring up Tommy Guns the super chat. Thanks, Tommy. He says, Ahem. "I hope you still have my prediction available, so no one can say I copied Brian. I saw your prediction." Way early on in the show, it's gone now. What I was apologize. his prediction? Yours. It was twenty-four exact, nineteen. Yeah, which is weird because I don't know where you came up with nineteen. Either one of you, uh, but it was exactly well, the it, same. It's
3: his. Well, it. well, the one comment that you did say he put out was about the field goal kicker having a big day, and sure, that's where sure. my nineteen comes from. It's seven. Okay. It's one touchdown and four field goals. Okay. So, um, you know, the other thing could be is you know, hey, they've got thirteen points. You know, a touchdown and two field goals and Notre Dame's up 24-13, they score late. They need a two-point conversion to go for it to make it a three-point game. Maybe that's how they get to it, but how I saw it was one touchdown and four field goals. I
2: like that. I think that's actually plausible. I think it's very plausible. I mean, I I really do. So I was tempted to go higher than 27 because of everything that you just said right there, Um, but the first three games have – yeah, I need to see it.
3: I need yeah. to see it. I could see yeah. them, I could see them punching up a couple more touchdowns from what I sure. I don't know if there's going to be enough possessions for them to score like 45, 50. I'm not saying
2: but They're I could got to see score them
3: 34, 37, 38, somewhere around there. I could certainly see it would that. not surprise if, me if they can play clean and the offensive line plays well. You Here, know, here's so. what I
2: will say. Here's what I will say as a guarantee. If Notre Dame hits 30, they win this game. Mm-hmm. I will say that right now. I don't think Wisconsin can, can score that many. If they get to thirty, it's a Notre Dame win, period. So I don't do that kind of thing very often, but I'm doing it now. I think that that could be a win for Notre Dame. So, right, all right. So did you want to?
3: I wanted go to address. Well, I, I wanted to address one thing. Um, so we got a couple more predictions here. There was a comment up here from Alan English about the uh, fantasy or the pick'em league that we're in. Oh yeah, there was. Yeah, and and, I, and he said that he's got a better record than me, but I have more points. It's because of, the, so it's of it, the confidence. It's the confidence points, the right. Confidence there's points. another aspect, too. So they dropped the two lowest games, and obviously there's only been three, two lowest weeks. There's only been three weeks, so basically they've kind of dropped two of the weeks. Well, if you've had a great start, it's going to affect your points. Once we get into weeks like six, seven, eight, nine, and further, it'll it'll change some things up because they'll start dropping those things. But yeah, I mean, you could get five more wins than me. But if the five games you missed, where you're, you know, or you could have I could have five losses, you could have one. But if you're if you know if if my fi, if you're, you know, I'm just trying to think of how this works. Like if if or you could have eight. I'm trying to think of how to make it work. But basically, you could have more. I could have three, four more losses than you. But if my losses were like the one, two, and three lowest confidences and your two or three losses were 21, 20, and 19, and I lost five games and it was one, two, three, four, and seven, I'm going to have more points than you because that's where the confidence part plays into it. So that's – uh. That's where that comes. The from. Confidence part's tough, man. I don't like it either. Yeah. That's but the, see, that's the whole point of what <laughs> it makes it fun for me is you got to right, say, yeah. look, like puts like that whole put your money where your mouth is, so yeah. to speak. Like, how confident you, are you? You think Notre Dame's going to beat Wisconsin? Then give them a fifteen instead of a two. Oh, <laughs> you know I'm what I mean? Up so, there, baby, uh, you know that that's the key. And, and this week is last week was tough. But this week it's a little bit. I thought it was a little bit easier, but anyway, that's our that's our breakdown for Notre Dame Wisconsin. We both see Notre Dame winning this game. I obviously could go either way. Wisconsin could win. But I think if Notre Dame plays their game, I think that they will win convincingly. And I'm hoping that this is the week they put it all together. So You and me both. We'll find out. But we will be back on Saturday. Well Obviously, tomorrow we'll have our, um, our fr- um, oh, Friday free-for-all, our mailbag there. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button, and the notification bell. We'll be back on Saturday as well. We will have our post-game show soon as Vince gets back from Chicago, we'll have our post-game show. And, of course, we'll have our upon further review on Sunday. So we aren't going anywhere. So make sure you're ready for that. And um, we'll, j- we'll see you guys again tomorrow. I know Vince is excited about that. I'm excited about that. Check out irishbreakdown.com. Check out the message boards down there. We are two people away from reaching our goal, uh, our end-of-the-month end of, our end of the month goal. So. Uh, if you've been thinking about signing up, come sign up. Come join us, right? It's like Jerry Maguire. Who's coming with me? <laughs> Who's
1: coming with me? All right?
3: Uh, so for Vince, that guy up there, I'm Brian. Uh, thank you for being with us today. We will see you all again tomorrow in a little less than 24 hours to uh, to talk. Air- we'll talk about everything, that all the questions you've had this week, all the things you have wanted to ask us. Tomorrow is the day to get those out. So for Vince, I'm Brian. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again very, very soon you